Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to career coach Shannon Russell. Are you ready to pivot to your best life? Do you know you're meant for something greater, but something's holding you back? You're going to love this episode because Shannon went from successful producer to knowing she wanted something else. Learn how to listen to your inner gut and thrive. The founder of Second Act Success, coaching women on how to change careers, start a business, and follow their creative passions to the fullest. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Shannon. Thank you, Lauren. This is so great. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, me too. We just had a little snafu and um, I'm just kind of cracking up. (laughs) I I like locked us out of even doing this podcast for a second. Okay. So you talk about becoming a mom, being the pivot that things change for you. Like you were doing your dream, a successful producer, everything. Was it that? Was it becoming a mom and wanting to stay home and be with the kids, which I totally, totally get? Or was it something else that was like the catalyst for you? I think we can both talk about like living in Los Angeles and how it's kind of a different world. And a lot of people are very industry focused. And and my husband and I were too. We were the first of our friends to get pregnant and have our first son. And I feel like when that happened, it shook me and I realized everyone, where is everyone? Everyone else is still going out seven nights a week. And we were very very alone. And I got hit with postpartum depression and just trying to figure out my new role in this town across the country from my family and not having the support that I needed. So it really was the catalyst in me realizing that something just didn't feel right. And so six months into having my son, we moved back to the East Coast and we live near my family bought our first house and we were both commuting into the city because my husband and husband and I are both in the industry and we were doing the commute, still working in TV. And then when I had my second son or I was pregnant with him, I realized this is too much commuting two hours each way into Manhattan, working crazy late nights for shoots and traveling. I just knew something needed to change. And It was when I was on maternity leave with my second son. So now I have a newborn and a just turned three-year-old and my show was canceled. And that was kind of the moment where I said, you know what, the stress of daycare, driving, all of this, it just didn't sit with me right. Especially if my husband was still going to be traveling and doing the same type of kind of crazy career as I had. And I knew that something had to change. I just did not know what it was. So it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom with them. I just didn't want to stress myself out if I couldn't get to daycare to pick them up in time or if I couldn't be present for Halloween. I missed my first son's first birthday because I was shooting a show for MTV at South by Southwest. And that still haunts me. And I know he was only turning one. But to me, I just, that was a lot of mom guilt. Oh, yeah. No, I I get it. I remember remember my son's first birthday. He was hiding under a table. He wanted everybody to leave. (laughs) It's more All these people, for them, I don't know how, right? I invited everyone. I thought it was the greatest thing. And he like, he wanted every, like the 
yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, they have no clue what's going on at that nope, age. <laughs> none. He has no memory of it. I, you know, silly Sally or whoever that clown, like he freaked him out. <laughs> the bouncy in the house in the back was fine as when it was just us, but like <laughs> get the other anyway. kids in there and it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, <laughs> uh. So you do a switch. Did you know what you wanted to do? Did you, were you clueless? Like you knew you didn't, what you didn't want to do, but like, how do you figure out what you want to do? I think it was even harder because I did want to do it. I was still loving my yeah, yeah. as a producer. So it was kind of this like juxtaposition of like my emotions, right? Like what am I meant to be doing? And in TV, it's a lot of like, just, you know, you're freelance, you go from project to project. So I could have mm -hmm. easily picked up the phone and called and got myself another show to work on. But instead, I was kind of like, let me just figure this out. And I had no support. I, you know, we had just moved into our new house. And now, you know, we're down a nice salary. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, I'm going to stay home with them. So it was an adjustment for my husband. It was adjustment for our family. And I thought that, okay, well, I'm going to get a master's degree. I'm going to jump in and get a master's degree. Maybe I want to be a teacher. And six months into that, actually, I think I've even a lot further along. I, I almost have my degree, but I was far enough along in that, that I realized I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to go into the classroom. Now I'm all this money in debt. And at the same time, I took a nine to five job at a marketing agency thinking, oh, producing marketing, it was so toxic and so not creative so it was not up my alley at all so now I'm like these both of these decisions were wrong you know just not a good fit and then I just was listening to a podcast with Marie Forleo uh -huh. and you know she just said something that made me realize like okay well let me take charge of my life and steer it in the direction I want and I decided to research opening a business and decided to leap and stop my master's program, quit my job and launched my first business with Snapology. It's a STEM children's education business. We teach robotics and Legos. So that was my first venture into being an entrepreneur. Oh, that's great. And is that from home? That was from home. And my kids could come with me to the classes because it was all Lego building with the kids. So yeah, I we started off working from home and going out into the community. So I built this really nice network with um, community businesses and families. And then I ended up buying a brick and mortar center. And now we've been over six years and we're in the top three of all the Snapology franchises. And just, it's been a great business for my kids to grow up with. And I'm five minutes from my center, five minutes from their school, five minutes from my house. So it's been the best decision I made. But then in the, while I'm doing this, People are like, how did you go from working with celebrities to working with kids? Like, what a change. And that kind of sparked the conversation of like, well, maybe I can help other people realize that they can do something completely different and be successful at it. Yeah. So is that how you pivoted into coaching? It is. I started helping friends of mine, friends of mine from the from TV, from the TV industry, kind of make their pivot out of it. And, you know, because sometimes people get stuck in their career, feel like it's their identity, and they don't know what else they can do. And so in helping some friends and really having people just be so curious about how I used to produce and now I was running this small business, yeah, it made me realize like, let me let me try to help other women. And so I, I mostly focus on other women who are like you and I who have a family and you know, we did our, our 
dream career for our first half of our lives. And now we realize like, okay, there could be something else that can fulfill us the same way. Well, how long have you been podcasting? Because you're also, I started, you have yeah. a podcast, Second Act Success, which is so great. Yeah, the podcast started first. So I launched that last spring while I was building out my coaching program and my course. So it's really just been since like early spring of 2022. And the podcast, you know, I really started with um, meeting other women and having them get, you know, come on the show and talk about how they went from being a yoga instructor to a mental health therapist, you know, just these really drastic changes to hopefully inspire others that, hey, I can do that too. And everyone on the guests on the podcast are like, people can reach out to me. I'm happy to help them, you know, figure out or let them know what my path was so that maybe they can take a similar path. And that's been such a great community that I feel like we've formed of, of women helping each other. Yeah, no, it's, it's so good. And so how do you, there's so many shiny objects. How do you not just go, oh, I want to do that. And I want to do that and, and stay focused. I don't. I, I have so many ideas of like different things to turn the business into. What's really nice is that my other business is being taken care of by my team. I've grown a really incredible team. I made one of my employees my director and she really handles everything so I can focus on Second Act success and my clients and, and the podcast. So I think that's really huge if you are going to have multi businesses and, and do different things is to have people to help you accountability partners and people to support you. So I have that in that business. So I check in and I'm present, but I'm not doing the day to day. And here I just with the podcast, you know, it's a lot of recording and booking guests and being on other shows. And then you've got your clients. And so it's just trying to do it all every day and then try to shut it down when the kids get home from school and be that mom that all of this stem from that I want to be present for their activities and with my two little boys. Yeah, of course. Okay. You said something really key that I'm very big on right now and that's accountability partners. I've started these confidence and clarity boost sessions and um, they've been going really well. And what people are really wanting and I am so I'm huge on accountability partners so talk about that like you I think it's it's huge and um, actually what's funny is one of my first guests on my podcast we just hit it off and we have been that for each other every single week since last like April or May and she lives in England and I live in New Jersey but we just are like so in sync. We, our businesses are kind of similar and we take the time to support each other every day. We talk every day and then we meet to have a Zoom once a week. And that's just so nice to know that she gets what I'm going through and vice versa. So she is a huge accountability partner. And then I have, I feel like you and I are in the same group, you know, a podcasting group. So it's nice to have other people that are doing what you're doing to lean mm -hmm. on. And really, I don't know about you, but I find that I make such great connections with people who are guests on my show. And then we support each other on social and we share things and we connect and really stay in touch and, and help foster each other's careers and businesses. And, you know, hey, I think I've got a great person for you to talk to, Laura, and I'm going to introduce you. And that's my favorite part of podcasting is really just the connections and making friends all over the world that you can turn to if you need help. Like I had this wonderful guest 
on my show. And, you know, I always give a comment or a like on her post. And one day she messaged me and said, can you, you know, you're so nice to always comment. I'm doing an Instagram live and I'm so afraid that no one's coming. Can you join and chime in? And I was like, of course, you know, just having that is, is really cool to know that you can help someone and then they'll help you back. Right. Is that kind of oh, what? Oh yeah, definitely. Think? Definitely. And um, I had an accountability partner to start the podcast and she's not a podcaster or anything, but we helped each other. And the stuff she helped me with was the stuff I stressed about the stuff I helped her with is the stuff that totally stressed her out. And it was nothing for me. And we had stuff we met each week and it was great. And the podcast got started like just because I didn't know her that well. So the people please are in me. Like I wanted to have everything done and same for her. Like, yeah. So anyways, I, I right. just, I don't you wonder stress. if would you have gotten the podcast up and out without her? You yeah, I mean, probably, but I guess <laughs> it just, it made yeah. it that much. It, it happened faster, probably. I don't know. Who knows? It just, yeah, yeah. the universe rises up to meet you once you start taking action. It just does. I, I just can't stress enough about accountability partners. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing once a month Zooms to help people find them because people are like, how do I find it? I go, it'll, it'll happen. But if that helps yeah. accommodate it, fine. <laughs> That's a great idea. I think you yeah. get a lot of people looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the hardest challenge that you've ever gone through personally? And how did you overcome it? Honestly, it was probably having postpartum depression. And looking back now, I, I say a lot is that I probably made the wrong decision and up and leaving six months into, ha- you know, having a baby yeah. and uprooting our lives. I think it was a blessing. Um, my mom ended up having a brain aneurysm about a year or so later. And I, I think, well, this was all meant to be. We uprooted our lives. We moved so I could be close to her and she is still with us. And But otherwise, I would have had to quit my job anyway to be on the East Coast with family because we're so close. But, but I think it was going through that. And, you know, you go through, I've dreamed of being, of living in Los Angeles and being a producer since probably about first or second grade. Um, everything was Hollywood to me. And that was just, I wanted to be in the industry. And then I get my, my dream and then something just shakes my world and makes me realize I need to leave it. And then a couple of years later, actually leaving it and trying to figure out who I am without it was probably the biggest personal, you know, struggle and issue that I dealt with. Did you Um, know you had postpartum depression? I knew something was not right. And it wasn't really until we were here on the East coast. And I started thinking like, okay, like I need to figure this out and get some help. And then when Mm -hmm. I was having my second, I realized like, okay, I can't go through this again and spoke with my doctor and we figured out a way to make sure that everything was going to be good on the other end of that second pregnancy, because it can change everything. And how you see the, you know, you just don't see clearly. (laughs) Right. Cause a lot of people don't even know that's what they're experiencing. And you're right, Lauren. I don't know if I knew that at the time. All I knew is that I, my son didn't sleep and my husband worked about four blocks away and I would walk to his studio every single day and cry in the lobby of like, can you just take him for a few minutes while I go to the public bathroom here? Like it, that, it was all those moments. And now looking back, I'm like, I should have known that wasn't normal, you know, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I should yeah. have been doing. <laughs> That's good. And I, I interviewed somebody who um, her whole life, and the, this is to me the example of the grass is always greener. She grew up in Kauai. 
I mean, to me, right, look at your face. Okay. Anybody who is not watching, I mean, it's probably (laughs) anybody's face like, oh, and her mom did yoga and meditate. So she grew up with all the tools. All she wanted was to go to school in an Ivy League and become a business person. <laughs> oh my Isn't God. that great? It's so classic. Yeah. And she did. She ended up on Wall Street, the wow. whole thing. She became a business, you know, Wall Street, finance, all of that. Yeah, she had, good for of course. Her. Yeah, good for her. She ended up, where, where is she today? She had a yoga works. <laughs> is she, is she back yeah. in, in no, Hawaii? She is, is she... No, she's, she's here in Los Angeles, but she had her little breakdown, mental breakdown. Yeah. Uh, Maya McGinnis. It's a great episode. It is I'm so good. Oh, yeah. Because in the core of what we are, and of course, they gave her the meds and all of that. And, and she had to wean off of all of that and get mm-hmm. to her core stuff. She discovered meditation and yoga and all the stuff that, you know, she didn't want to be and what you fight and what works yeah. for her and yeah, today she's a yoga teacher. She's <laughs> probably like the that. happiest she's ever been. <laughs> yeah, she's, I mean, she's shy. She's so amazing, amazing. Oh. But you just think about, it, it gives me hope for my daughter who's still, yeah. she doesn't totally roll her eyes anymore now that she's 22, but still partially. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we she, always roll our eyes at our mom. Yeah, she's still, yeah, she grew up with a meditating mom too. Yeah. She's going to learn to love it soon. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) You never know. No. So what are your tools that you use to kind of stay grounded and stay focused? Do you have things that you do? Yeah, I do. Journaling is a big thing that I do. I love to write. So if I can write, you know, fiction stories and kind of get out of my head altogether, that's great. And if not, I will just journal about my day. I'm very type A, so I like to really be organized. So it's always lists that help me, you know, kind of stay on track and really just walking the dog. I go for long, long walks and listen to podcasts. And sometimes I have so many podcasts that are about business and, you know, all the entrepreneurial stuff. But sometimes I'll just put in, I love, I'm a 90210 fan from back in the 90s. And I just listen to the 90210 podcast and I just zone out. It's like a total non-thinker. I can just walk for hours and just listen. And it's nothing to do with work or career or business or money. You know, it's just entertainment. And I think we don't, as working women, we don't take enough of that time to just enjoy. Yeah, my my escape is I read novels and um, I like a good... No, I, I like good fiction. I mean, I can tell you, I, I just, and, uh, but if I want total escape, it's reality TV. I can't, you know, when I watch TV, it's going to be reality TV. And yeah. uh, the dumber, the better. So I love Hallmark. <laughs> I go to Hallmark where it's just like no oh. drama with whatever. Yeah. My <laughs> aunt watches that. I, um, I've had cases against that. I, I happen to know, like, so I do discrimination Ooh. law. And so I have a, yeah. So anyway, I'll be quiet. I'll just be quiet right there. Um, so <laughs> I don't watch Hallmark too much, but no. it's, it's becoming not quite as white. Little tiny little bit, bit anyway, is getting better. I mean, everybody coming out of the pandemic. Do you have tools? I and I know you've got you've got two young boys, so it's not quiet very much. But dealing with loneliness and and I just interviewed somebody amazing i actually like stalked her to interview her but she was so good about making friends as an adult because it's so different 
So how do you deal with loneliness? And you moved and all that. I know it's not the same. I mean, just having your family, it's not, it's just not the same. So how do you deal with loneliness? I was just thinking of this recently because all of my best friends are in different states. They're all my college friends and we get together once or twice a year on a vacation. So that's something that I look forward to and fills me up for quite some time. Group chats are great, but it's really hard to make friends at our age. And it's, it's funny because I feel like during the pandemic, I was very, let's all stay here in our bubble. And I wasn't going to see people and I just, I have an autoimmune issue. And so I was very, very cautious. And I feel like I almost became a strain from some friends for that reason. You know, I don't know if you've dealt with any of that. I've just, I'm in my house and everybody else is getting together. And so now I'm trying to make more of a habit. Like I had a friend just ask for dinner tomorrow night and I'm like, yes, let's go. Let's make it work. Like make the time, put it on the calendar. And um, my old roommate from Los Angeles just moved out here. So now she's about an hour away, but we obviously live together forever. So we get to see each other more often. And we literally put the date when we're together in our calendars so that we know we can look forward to this. And this is when we're going to get together because life gets so busy otherwise. And it's, yep. it's hard. It is a very close family, at least that I see. Yeah, yeah, no, I I have to. And it's been, I just told you before we started recording, it's been raining, which we need, we need the rain. But my thing is to put my calendar walking. And that's how I'm getting together to see people because I work from home and I don't see anyone. And I haven't walked now in a couple of weeks because of the rain. And so I've seen no one. (laughs) it's nuts I haven't seen anyone now and I don't even know Um, right that's good that you have that there see we're in the winter so it's you know my walk with the dog is like as fast as I can make it in my big winter coat but yeah but you're right it's like just trying to like you want to be socialized socializing and if a walk is what does it that's great, but you just need that weather to get better. You need that yeah. weather. Yeah, yeah, no. And so I, I put these, these are my non-negotiables, just like is yeah. my walks with my friends. And yet I, it's, I'm looking out, it's pouring yeah. and oh. tomorrow's supposed to be the war. It, it's been, it's, it's just been so long. So I, it, I can't complain because we do need it. But so I've been asking people lately. So like, how do you, what are you doing? Because I find it fascinating, the friendship and it takes work. It just takes work. And there's, there's all these discussions online and, and it's just something you have to put yourself out there for. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I love that you're, you're prioritizing it also. Um, yes. Do you have a message? I hope you want to give. Absolutely. I think just that your my mission is that you can do more than you think you can do, right? Like don't feel stuck. I think a lot of women feel stuck. I have to stay where I am because of the kids and this and that. But there are small things that you can do to move you forward, whether it's in your career or life or just finding the time to read that good book or go for walks with friends, you know, just take those small steps and then you can make those bigger moves and that you're never truly stuck in where you are and you hold all of the power to move yourself forward to a happier place is really my message, whether, you know, no matter what that, that is to you. So what would you tell somebody that they have something they really want to do, or they feel like they're not aligned with what they're meant to do and they're scared? What would you tell somebody who's afraid to make that leap? I call it learn and leap. So really just start doing your research. If you have a current job or if you're stay-at-home parent, 
take whatever time you have in your day to really start researching what it is that you want to do. Because you might get, you might research for a week and realize, oh, I don't know if that's right, or oh, I might need this certification. So learn everything you can about what it is that you do want to do. And then if you think it really does align with you, then start making goals, right? It could be six months from now, one year from now, three months from now, whatever it is, make those small little goals and start working slowly towards it. There's so many things you can do. Update your LinkedIn, work on your resume, build that website, you know, just Start making your small little actions and start telling people. If you yeah. know you want telling, to go back to telling school, Telling people is right? huge. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Yep. I made a little post about that before the holidays. Like, hey, if you're with friends or family and you know you're going to go from being a teacher to being um, an esthetician, start telling people. And not that you want their approval, right? You just yeah. want to start saying it to the universe. And the big thing is, Lauren, like, what if someone you're talking to knows someone that can help you? And that's uh-huh. where the networking comes in. So, yeah, yeah, there's no telling. And, and, but be also be careful who you tell. You want people that lift you up and say, that is so great. I'm so happy for you. What can I do to help? Or whatever. You don't want the yeah. naysayers. You definitely don't right. want them. <laughs> that's true. If you, if you know your family is not going to be supportive, then maybe hold that tight until you're really ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you definitely and want people that when you get start getting the imposter syndrome and all that, um, that you want people that are like, no, you're going to kill it. You're great. It's the accountability partner again, right? Just having, yeah. even if yeah. it's one person you tell this little secret dream to, and that person can keep checking in with you to ask about it, right? Like, yeah. how cool would that be to just have that one person that you, that's fostering hope in you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so great. Is there anything else that I should have asked you that we're going to be off and you'll be like, oh, Lauren didn't ask me about this? No, I think this is great. If you think it's everything, yeah, that I touched on everything that you wanted to touch upon, absolutely. Good. And we'll have all your information and, and Shannon's got some programs and all of that. And everything's available in the show notes and in the description. So it'll be easy um, to reach. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have um, a vision board and I made a little link if you want me to talk about that of kind of visioning out for the year. If you're interested now that it's kind of the beginning of the year and you want to try to plan to get to that goal, I have a free resource. It's called the My Success Vision Board. So you can head over to secondactsuccess.co forward slash 52 weeks. And then there you'll get the resource that you can download. And it really is cool because you can map out health, fitness, work, family, relationships, kind of where you are now and where you want to be. So it's a nice little resource to kind of get you going. Yeah. And that'll be, that's available on the, on the website also and everything. So yeah, that's great. I I saw that on your website as well. So yeah, that's a great resource. So thank you. Oh, good. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun conversation. Yeah, this was great. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Shannon's messages of honesty, vulnerability, and to follow your heart. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Be sure to tune in next week and learn how to tap into your intuition, do what's right for you and your soul, and to get clear on your inner calling. you also learn why you might be repeating the same old patterns. That's next week. It's such a good episode. You're going to love that. Be sure to sign up for free confidence and clarity boost sessions that are being offered right now. They're about 15, 20 minute sessions that if you're struggling with 
a feeling that life's passing you by. Maybe you have FOMO. You see other people doing what it is that you wish you were doing, feeling a little bit jealous. Your inner critic is going nonstop. These sessions might be right for you. You can just go to the website at 52weeksofhope.com and click on the link there for free clarity and confidence boost sessions. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love and tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.